Is this show a comedy? When I'm torrenting on recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Turn the one more swing to make the show sit right. Hello and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast which reviews every episode of Saved by the Bell, because it's the only way we're going to score a sweet nylon baseball jacket. <laughs> I'm Chapter President Austin Gordon, and I am joined by our Pledge Master, David Bitsenhofer, a total nothing, Ryan Alexander Tanner, <laughs> and our Keg Master, Carolyn May, Carolyn May. You can't see because it's radio, but people are holding her upside down while she does that. <laughs> I did a keg stand, except I drank with my butt. She just chug a lugged like I've never seen in my life. With butt my chugging. butt. With her butt. Butt chugging. Butt chug. Butt chugging, if you know what I mean. Butt chugging. This week, we're reviewing <laughs> Good Morning, Miss Bliss, episode 12, Clubs and Clicks. In which Zach wants to join a fraternity, even though he's only like 12 years old, <laughs> then does a bunch of dumb shit and pisses off his friends to get into the fraternity. Also, Miss Bliss takes over as principal and does a better job of it than Belding, even though she does it wrong. That's debatable. <laughs> well, Austin, I, I prefer to consider this the title of this episode, There's Only One More Left. Yeah. Oh my god, you too. <laughs> the penultimate We're reviewing episode. Good Morning, Miss Bliss episode, There's Only One More. <laughs> I kind of totally forgot that it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Good morning. Well, I will not be mourning Miss Bliss, uh, I'll tell you. I'll be like, good, <laughs> there. morning Miss Bliss. Good morning, Miss Payne. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is the penultimate episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And just so you know, listeners, that means second to last. It is not a description of quality. Or pen. Exactly. <laughs> or pen. Exactly. Uh, the episode opens right w- right into the cold open. We once again don't have a Zach intro, which, uh, according to a couple of our intrepid listeners, we have since learned uh, sounds like Netflix is kind of dicking us around. Uh, uh, both both Pez D. Spencer on our Facebook page gave a, uh, a lengthy uh, recap of his recollection of how this worked, and we also received an email on the subject, which I will read now. Uh, dear dearest love, first Aww. let me just say that I love your podcast. Which, thank you. Thank you. We love you. I like yes. you. I discovered it about a month ago and spent the better part of my summer vacation. I am a teacher rewatching Ooh. my favorite episodes of Saved by the Bell and listening to your reviews of them. Is this like... Miss Bliss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or Tina? So, so okay, it's Miss Bliss. I also have to let you know that as a teacher, your questions about how Bayside functions and about the teachers who work there are absolutely hilarious. For the most part, I would say that the answer is almost always no. That's not how a real school works. 
<laughs> I am writing to you because I listened to your most recent episode where you posed the question of whether older Zach intros occurred during every Miss Bliss episode when they used to air on TBS. I was fairly sure that they did, but as Austin would say, I was just a stupid kid when I was watching this show, <laughs> so I did a little digging to find out. I was able to find the episodes on DailyMotion.com, and they do indeed all begin with an intro from an older Zach. DailyMotion's awesome. You can watch anything Really? Yeah. Anything. Anything. <laughs> hint, hint. Though his <laughs> age varies from slightly older than junior high to looking like he's in the twenties, like in the rat episode intro. Oh yeah, because in the 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 release the rats in the school one, he looked like he was like twenty years old. Mm-hmm. So it seems that it wasn't the producers of Saved by the Bell being random and not giving a shit about continuity, but whoever put the episodes together for the DVDs and Netflix and decided to take these intros out. I don't really understand it, but I guess one of those things that can only be explained with because saved by the bell. Yep. Pretty much. That is uh, love our secret admirer who then put her name in Stacy. Oh, thanks, Stacy. Stacy, thank so you. So thanks, Stacy, and thanks, Pez Dispenser on Facebook for uh, sharing similar information with us as well. Yeah. So basically, long story short, there were intros on all. Yeah, yes. and Netflix is just chopping them off, except in a couple of cases where they don't. Well, and it's like, I could have believed it either way. Like, <laughs> Right. It's like Netflix is like keeping with tradition. For the, I also yeah. like the Netflix description of this episode that tells you the twist ending. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't see that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I won't say it because I'm sure people... Thank you for your restraint, it, yeah. Ryan. Thank you for resting your taint. I won't say it because Carol doesn't know what happens at the end. Uh, <laughs> I do know this one. Thank you. She's actually watching the episode on her phone as we record. <laughs> she just she stays like two minutes ahead of us yeah. as, as we go. Uh, so the Zachless intro cold open has a couple of douche nozzles wearing those nylon button-up baseball jackets from the 80s. Mine says, actual black kid invites Lisa to party. That's true. <laughs> Mine says that there's a black person, exclamation point, yep. and he gets to talk to Lisa. He and does then stuff, yeah. black person can be bully? Question mark. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, it, a, yes. This episode a... passes, like, the racial Bechdel test. Yeah. I would say that uh, something about this open really felt like a regular Saved by the Bell open. Mm-hmm. As in just seeing those jackets that seem very much of the style of like the regular Saved by the Bell. And Lisa, well, they're talking to Lisa and she looks similar. Yeah, this is like the first time she gets to open an episode. Mm-hmm. Probably the only time. <laughs> These guys are a pair of Rigmas. And they have invited Lisa to a Rigma party. So what the hell's a Rigma? It's Rigmud for her pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a junior high fraternity. That cannot be well, a thing. Well, I'm not asking. Well, for I'm not asking what they are yet. I'm asking what <laughs> Rigma is, like the oh, just word, word Rigma means. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, like, I mean, is it supposed to be a play on like Sigma? I yeah. assume so. If you had an, a fraternity that was like Sigma Greek letter Greek letter, you'd call them like Sigmas. Yeah. And so I I'm wondering if this like, is supposed to be like a twist on that. Yeah, I think they're using the R because fraternities are known rapists. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, canon. All right. Yeah, they're the raper Sigmas. <laughs> and yeah, the big uh, the big takeaway there is not only is 
one of the Rigmas, a black dude, talking to Lisa. But there, we sort of get that idea from the school dance episode that Lisa's like popular and desired by men. So wait, you guys, this just in from our crack research team. I googled Rigma. Uh huh. The first result is an Urban Dictionary. Uh huh. And it says. Cool gang on Saved by the Bell <laughs> that had the best parties with the hottest 8th grade girls attending. Seriously, durr. Which I don't know what that means. And then it says, Matt Diotti wanted to be a Rigma, but he just wasn't cool enough. He was super bent about it because they even had a N3.14 in the gang named Trevor. Oh, I guess that's supposed to be a racist, because Trevor's a black kid. Yeah. Is N three point fourteen like a way of I saying have to spell it, slur? but squint your eyes and see if it looks like a, a, a derogatory word. I think word. maybe that's what that is. Yeah, let's. Oh, let's I don't like that. that. Yeah, bleep it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, you said three point fourteen. N three point one four. Yeah. That'd be pi. Yeah. N pi. Um. Anyway, uh, do you just feel like you said a racist word without knowing it? Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you look up Trevor on the uh, IMDb? Oh yeah, you want me to? Uh, you want me to hit you up? Like yes, please. He looked familiar. So there are there are two dudes. There is Rick, the white guy, yeah. and Trevor, the black guy. Uh, Trevor is played by an actor named Christopher Carter. Uh, his last credit was a Boy Meets World episode in 1999. Wow. Good year. And uh, let's see, he was on one episode of The Cosby Show, one episode of A Different World, uh, some other random stuff, 14 episodes of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, oh, was he one of the kids in Mr. Cooper's class? Did he hang well, with Mr. Cooper? I believe he his credits, his credit lists him as Andre slash Andre Bayless slash Andre Carter. Do you guys think hanging with Mr. Cooper was like an autoerotic asphyxiation thing? It was about choking yourself while you jerk off? Yeah. No, that's not what it's about. I'm pretty sure it might be. I mean, I watched it involved people swinging from his giant dick. Um, <laughs> no, that was hanging from Mr. Cooper. <laughs> that was the spinoff. And he was on one episode of Sister, Sister. Uh, so he kind of made the rounds of the, like the late '80s, early '90s African American sitcoms. Plus, Saved by the Bell. Plus, Saved by the Bell. Was there a smart and, guy uh, in there? And one episode of Swamp Thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. Did he play some branches? <laughs> uh, I guess. I, I, Did I he know. hate the environment or was he pro environment? <laughs> it should say in the episode uh, description. Yeah. <laughs> as for Rick who is played by uh, Trevor Edmund. Oh, they like he... are messing with the names now. I know, right? Right, flipping them around. Uh, he had he did a little bit more, but not by much. Uh, his last substantial credit... Was he on a bunch of white people shows? <laughs> He's on Little House <laughs> on the Prairie. Full House. 1997, 13 episodes of Pacific Palisades. What is that? I didn't know that. Uh, it's kind of a 90210-ish type teen right. drama series, I believe. Alright. Um, he was also on 90210. Do you remember him, Austin? Oh, I totally remember him. 
He was in a little four episode arc where he was Donna's secret stalker. And then he ended up, uh, he was working at like the TV station that they were all working at. And then he like took the whole station hostage because she wouldn't love him and like held a gun to her head. That's not a good portrayal for an African American actor. No, this is the white guy. No, this is the white guy. Oh, okay. That's fine then. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that was his big thing other than Pacific Palisades. Was Donna Uh, Tori Spelling? Yes. Yeah, she got lots of um, people are obsessed with her, stalking her, always has guys interested in her kind of storylines because she was Tori Spelling. Because her dad was in charge of the show. Yeah. And because she got those fake titties. That was later, right? Yes. I don't know. That, well, it was like college years, which was when this guy was on the show. Oh, she got him on the show? See. No, no. There's just a certain a point in the show where you're like. Putting him in her testicles. Yeah. That's no, there's I mean. just a certain point where suddenly you're like, oh, look, Donna has a cavernous maw of cleavage that she never had before. Yeah. Great way to describe cleavage. Well, it's really just hers. It's kind of frightening. Yeah. Uh, he was on an episode of Who's the Boss? My Two Dads. Oh, My Two Dads. Did he find out who the boss was? No one knows who the boss is. It was is. Angela. Mona. It's Mona's it's the boss. <laughs> Mona's the boss of her own pussy. <laughs> and that's good for her. He, wait, he was on Alien Nation? That's uh-huh. another sitcom with puppetry. It's not a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a drama. drama. What do you want to call them? Alien fucking Nation? Does it, have pup- does it have puppetry or just makeup? Just You're makeup. right. It's prosthetics, but that's enough rubber to ring my bell. All right. You think that show has become timely again? No. It's about our fear of Mexico. Yes. <laughs> what was it? They would get drunk on milk? That was the thing, right? On that show? I forget what it was. Because it was a like, movie, and then it was a TV series. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, back in the cold open where we haven't left yet. Uh, after inviting Lisa to their Rigmas party, these other two guys then offer Zach the opportunity to pledge the Rigmas. Wait, I want to say one more thing. Is those two dudes totally stare at Lisa's ass as she walks away? Oh yeah, they totally really check her blatantly. Out. Yeah. So, I'm still uncomfortable with how young these children are and how mm-hmm. sexual. Also, there shouldn't be such a thing as a middle school fraternity. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that at some Do we want to talk about that going now? On right now? What is this fucking thing? I want to get on the record that I am off the record with a middle school fraternity. If, I, if a bunch of college kids told you to hang out at the cool parties, they're going to rape you. <laughs> well, these guys are not college kids. Yeah, to be fair, I think as we go on, I feel like... This might be a high school fraternity. Well, yeah. still, still is not a thing. <laughs> and they will rape you. Right. But yeah. it's not a oh, thing yeah. either. So I can't really say they'll rape you. because No, I knew we were going to talk about this for a long time. Um, <laughs> well, because it's basically the college years episode about fraternities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With some different formulas. Although uh, you can see how Zach applies what he learned from this experience to his college years fraternity that's true. experience. That's true. And how Screech has to learn nothing. But yeah, so are these kids in high school? No, they're in Well, that's school. watching oh, the watching this as a kid. I remember thinking that like so Zach and Lisa and Nikki and all that, they're in middle school. They're in 8th grade. Specifically. They're in 8th grade. Yeah, specifically 8th grade. And so I watched this and always thought that the two Rigma guys were like freshmen in high school. Right. Now mm-hmm. having said that, there's nothing within the episode itself 
that offers any suggestion of that whatsoever. No, there is because when the twist happens, they said, yeah, we got dared to find an eighth grader yes. and do this, which implies that he's a, a, a lower classman than them. But does yeah. that mean then that this school is a junior high and a high school? I think they're just walking in from an adjacent high school. <laughs> That's what I've always assumed as yeah. well. well. And I have some questions about that later on, it, too. It's weird. Sure. I mean, I should say that growing up, my elementary school and middle school were attached. Sure. But right. you didn't... Huh. It was never mingled, though. It was very separate stuff. Though. Like, you, as an elementary school, I mean, oh. aside from, I think there was a pool in the middle school, not in the elementary school, so if, I don't even know if we ever went there, but we might go to the pool, you know? But overall, you never... You know, it's like... It's not like you had a group cafeteria or anything. It was just... You had two cafeterias, or you'd use it at a different time? No, there's two... There's... There was the elementary school, and it had its own cafeteria, and then there's the middle school, and it had its own cafeteria, but the building was attached. There was, like, a hallway you could take, which students weren't really allowed to take that hallway either, but... Weird. Well, that's fascinating. But I think that JFK (laughs) is a K through 12, is my theory. JFK through 12. JFK through 12, yeah. Or it's like six through twelve, maybe. But but it specifically mm. is called JFK Junior High School, right? And yeah. that's what's frustrating about it. Yeah, maybe so I feel like and, uh, and Ryan, I think my description of my early school years was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the hallway. Um, maybe that these I think these high schoolers are from Lee Harvey Oswald High School. <laughs> it's yeah, possible. That would make sense. So then we come back from, yeah. well, we, we end on another quote-unquote joke. Wait, are we going to sell this or what? Hold on. There's so much more oh, to unpack. No. Well, I figure we talk about it throughout the episode. Let's okay. go for 40 more minutes right now mm. Well, these kids are definitely at least in ninth grade, though. That much we agree on, right? Yes. I think yes. that they have, their scrotum has dropped and they have pubic hair. Right. And they totally ignore Mikey and Screech, and I think that's warranted. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yes. Yes. So what and we can the... agree on is that they have pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah, the joke that uh, the <laughs> joke that takes us into the credits is Screech like blows them off, and they're like, "We don't fucking care about you anyway." And then when he finds out that they have parties with hot girls, he's like, "Wait, wait, I want to join!" And he runs after him, and that's supposed to be funny. Do you think they have parties with pizza and soda? <laughs> yeah, I want to hang out get... with these guys. <laughs> they they drink Jolt, and they get really uh. Hopped up on caffeine. Yeah. So Coming back from... Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Basically, so basically, just to break it down, this story is about a fraternity. Yes. yes. But it, this, yes. Is, this is like the writers deciding to write like a college <laughs> sitcom episode, <laughs> then realizing these are this is middle school and going, eh, what the hell? I wish we were in college still. How do you think Big Mike's doing? He's dead. No! But so what's weird is like, okay, so this is a junior high. His organs have stopped working under the strain of pumping blood through that ponderous body. his biggest heart. His cavernous heart. (laughs) Literally huge. So wait, so, okay. So this is basically like, they were like, okay, we want to do a fraternity episode. And then Uh, it doesn't really make sense for them to be in junior high. Well, my theory is. Well, it's a college idea. And then they try to sell it to the junior high by having it just be these high school students that are inexplicably in the junior high. But it still doesn't make... They might as well just be in college at this point. Yeah, I think what happened is they have their bag of cliches. Right. And they reached their hand in and pulled out 
fraternity hazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they're too lazy to put that back and pick out something else. Mm-hmm. They're like, we just got to so run like, with it. One guy was like, wait, we can't do fraternity hazing. They're not in college. And another guy was like, do you really want to pull another cliche out of that bag? Yeah. Or do you just want to manhandle this into a junior high plot? He was like, I'm too high on drugs <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> to reach into the bag again. Yeah, there's the bag over here and the line of coke over there. You know where I'm at. It, so. <laughs> That's a weird coincidence because my nickname in high school was Bag of Clichés. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but I mean, they shoehorn it in, but it still doesn't make sense, even with them being high schoolers, because there's still no such thing as a high school fraternity either. And I mean, there's none, right? We all, when you guys went to one high school, we went to completely different high schools, Carol. There was like kids who smoked on the hill, but they, that's not a fraternity. <laughs> I have never heard of any kind of like official school club to the degree that there are specific jackets, jackets that they wear. Yeah. and. And Jacket. a hazing ritual that gets you involved. Like, sure, well, Austin, there's like there's groups of kids that hang out. Let's be fair. When we're talking about cool kids who hung out and they had special clothing, the tech crew we were in <laughs> did have our special button-up black shirts. What was your with shirt? A... <laughs> did it have a logo on it? No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if we really want to get technical about it, you've got the athletes and their letterman's jackets. Yeah. Which are also a sort of club that wears special clothing. and We're talking about has... the cool kids, Austin. Well, I yes, had a goth girlfriend, yes. so her friends had, like, billowy shirts. <laughs> and then, like, one kid wore a cape. Well, yeah, and let's, uh, I mean, let's, let's be clear. Let's get capes, you guys. Let's, let's get capes. capes and let's hate Saved by the Bell reviewed capes. Oh, get, my like, God, that would be the coolest. Let's get neon pink and green capes. I would wear that shit not very often. <laughs> and then let's make people do degrading acts to hang out with us. Yeah. Until they're all, until every single person we try is just like fuck you and doesn't do it. Yeah. Um. And let's let's be clear. Obviously, in high school, there are like groups of like-minded individuals who hang out, and obviously there are like more formally organized like a- after-school clubs and groups. You know, whether it's tech crew or debate or whatever. But I'm not aware of anything that's run like a fraternity, basically. No, yeah, I mean, it's just... frankly, if they got rid of the jackets and the name, and this was just like the cool crowd, yeah, it could have worked. Well, except right. for the specific hazing, wouldn't have worked. Yeah, but if yeah, it... they would have had to have dialed it back and made it a little bit more general, like we'll let you hang out with the cool kids if you make a fool out of yourself. Yeah, and we don't really know what they do in their club meetings. We only know what they do in their off time. Well, they're really yeah. Well, yeah, that's where I'm like, do they have, like, a president? Is there, like, a Rigma's president? Is and, there a Rigma's and, treasurer? And, and what's Probably. weird, and we'll get it into it in the next scene, I suppose, but it sounds like this is, like, a school-sanctioned club, too. That's like... Well, yeah, so that's, we come back from the opening credits, and Miss Bliss is giving us this voiceover about Compromise. what a pain in the ass it is Compromise. to <laughs> pledging at school clubs, and how pledging a school club is like being a teacher. And that's where I'm like, wait, so is this like, is this a thing? Is this no. like a, like, do the teachers <laughs> know about the Rigmas? They this seem like to. A... I don't think there's a cool club of teachers and you have to scissor Miss Bliss to get in. Uh, there's a, there's a special club and you, that's how you get into it. It's, mm-hmm. you know. 
Miss Bliss's vagina is the club. Exactly. That's, that's the club you get into. It's um, not the most exclusive club in it's town. It's not. You don't even have to. You do have to wait in line, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's a long line. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. So then uh, the we hear the rigmas over the loudspeaker Why are like, they <laughs> they're apparently breaking into Belding's office. And this is where I'm like, so wait, did they come over from the high school just to break into Belding's office? We shouldn't they... somebody have caught them? Like, usually when you're older than all the other students in the school, somebody removes you, right, David? Uh, no comment, but... Uh... <laughs> More importantly, at Bayside, Belding's office is just like a room mm. adjacent to the main hallway. I really noticed so that in this episode. It's easy enough to like <laughs> break into it and commandeer the loudspeaker. But this school, this show's office is like a real office where there's like an antechamber and then like an office and there's people in it. And every time we're there, that hot we ass s- there's that yeah. hot ass blonde and like Milo's her. hanging around. Yeah, it's crazy. not like it's just an empty room that these guys yeah. can wander into and steal the loudspeaker. Yeah, you're making me nostalgic for that fucking principal room where you can just walk in and also there is a suggestions box you can poop in. <laughs> well, once there was. Just one time and everyone pooped there. <laughs> but uh and it's not like you couldn't figure out who this was either even if they like snuck out before building and this is still a school sanctioned club though, and like everyone's on board with like, well, this club's gonna like break in and use the loudspeaker to haze some kids, but whatever. Right. Well, so they make Zach sing way hey down along the Swanee River. That was awesome. And Zach's wearing like a helicopter beanie and a shirt that says Don't Feed the Pledges. Pledge Zach Morris. Oh no. Now <laughs> Way down upon the Swanee River far far from home. I know and I, I I had to be prompted by the show to understand that he wasn't just wearing that <laughs> It really does have to stand out among all these very loud outfits. Yeah. Most of my thoughts, I'll be honest with you, especially during the bliss season, is just like hair, hair, outfits, hair, <laughs> shape. But- the problem with his singing is they're not there to see it, so how do they even know if he did it? And why would he yeah. do it if they weren't there? Yeah, are you saying that they're not omniscient? <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the things they make him do and the way it's all carried out. That would be exhibit one, which is they tell him to like, now, Morris, how do they know he's doing it? And why do they fucking care whether he's doing it or not if they're not there to experience yeah. it? They just want him to have a real bad time. <laughs> and and this is where Miss Bliss is just kind of like, oh, kids, the things they'll do to join a club. I know, she's like, not she's... like, sit the fuck down, I'm teaching the class. She's not like, what the hell is this club doing? Why are they hazing? Maybe I should investigate this. She's Maybe just like, I should stop Zach from disrupting these other students who are taking a quiz right now. Fuck those guys, they're not Zach. <laughs> One thing we find out is nobody gives a fuck what Zach's doing. That's yeah, true. everyone just kind of carries on. Yeah, this is kind of, in some ways, the origin of the ultimate Zack. We'll get into it. And then uh, the bell rings, because the bell always rings immediately after we it. get into class. And uh, Miss Bliss is like, yo, Mikey, pick up all the papers for me, biatch. That's yeah. just like, fuck you, Mikey. And then Mikey's like, screech, you can get Zack to do Anything. So, so I have a question for all of us. Let's give our suggestion. If you're Screech, 
And Zach has to do anything you want. Austin, what are you asking Zach for your favor? So I'm Screech, yep. and Zach has to do anything I want you him to do. You are the Screech. Zoinks! Bestow his power upon me? <laughs> How would... Which ceremony? How would that go? I don't know. You'd have to be Zach to understand how. <laughs> it's butt sex. Yeah, I think David <laughs> and Austin have the same ultimate goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's not. I'm saying that's how you transfer power. That's not what I'm asking. Oh, oh. So would Zach do Screech to get the power? Which part are you? No, receive power. Zach does Screech and inseminates him with a Zach baby that would give him power. If you have a vagina, can you use that, or do you have to use your butt? It's a butt thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, what would you ask if you were Screech? I would ask to have sex with Kelly Kapowski. She doesn't exist yet. I would wait. <laughs> I, I'd wait till it What if she doesn't want to have sex with you? That's why I'm asking Zach. <laughs> he I would guess, make it happen. I guess I would shave Zach's head and try to eat his hair. Ah. And like a lunchbox thermos of lasagna. And if he has pubes, I would eat those too. I just ask for pizza. Yeah, I'd just be like, I have like one pizza. Not even any pubes on that pizza? No, no, not particularly. I've never had a pube pizza, so I can't really... I bet you have, David. <laughs> I just didn't know it. So, so after Mikey informs Screech of, of the power he holds over Zack, which is all part of the, the Rigma's pledging, he has to do nice things for nerds. Yeah, basically. another thing they don't know he's doing. Right, and gain nothing from him doing it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we go to the office to set up the other plot of this episode, which is that apparently the Board of Education is like, well, after all these years of Mr. Belding being the principal, we should probably set up some kind of an arrangement for when he's not available and have, like, a substitute principal. Well, I mean, and they could have a vice principal like most schools, but whatever. It's Whatever. not Milo, we know that much. <laughs> and so he, of course, taps Miss Bliss to to fill in for him. Well, did you in just say capacity. he taps Miss Bliss's ass? Mm-hmm. And uh, she, is, uh, she agrees to it so long as she gets a set of encyclopedias, which we learn are his encyclopedias from his house. Well, yeah, and... so that's weird, because A, she says, I want a brand new set of encyclopedias. And he says, okay, but the queue is holding up his table at home. And Which the would grandma then keeps spilling soup. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a moment. Right now. But I'm saying that would imply that these are not brand new encyclopedias. Right. And also, that... doesn't this school have a fucking library? I guess not, dude. Well, and why does everything have to be so conditional? Like, she should just be able to have those encyclopedias. Yeah. Right? Without having to wheel and deal. They spent all their money on that game show quiz and Mrs. Bliss's Merkin wigs. Yeah. <laughs> when it was, you know what? That was money well spent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Belding lives with his grandma, apparently, and the soup flies into her lap. I guess she dies, too, because we never hear about her again. Wait, you guys, mm-hmm. I watched this episode. I watched it. Did you? But can cool. can someone help me? I didn't quite understand why he wants Miss Bliss to be acting principal for a week. Because he's incompetent and he's No, the, the scenario is the school board, ha- or the board of education has declared yeah. that each school needs to designate someone to be a substitute principal in the event that the main principal isn't available. Oh. And then, 
So he's like, Miss Bliss would be good for this job. But then in order to like train her up for it, you can't just like be the principal. You have to like learn what a principal does. So in order to facilitate that training, she's going to be principal for a week. Which also seems like a terrible way to learn the job, as we'll later see in this episode. <laughs> Especially since because he gives no training pre- before he gives no, He's week. just like, you're the principal now, which is no different than just handing it over to her if he was indisposed. Then he's like... <laughs> and I'll also note that the timing of all this gets very confusing. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Well, I think it only yeah. goes on for a day. I guess. Or does it? She seems to get a lot accomplished in a day, and there's a lot of hazing going on in this Well, game. like, three things happen. Did you <laughs> yeah. buy it more right, when we'll Austin explained it, it or no? Cause... I don't understand why he wouldn't be, like, training her. Yeah, no, he's just a fuck-off. That's why. Right, Ryan, I'll tell you why. Please do. Because, quote-unquote, comedy. Oh. Is this show a comedy? It's not, I thought it was a tragedy. I thought he proved that. And the quality, it called quality. So next scene, we're in the cafeteria and the Rigmas <laughs> come in and Zach tries to hide from them, but his friends are like, fuck you. He's right over here. And they make him do a bunch of jumping jacks on stage. Yeah. I and like this sort of bullying where you make somebody take the stage. I think that's themselves. how Broadway got started is we bullied all those theater nerds into singing their hearts out. Well, I thought it was about I thought it was about attempting to publicly humiliate gay men. True. Well, it turns out you can't. No. <laughs> at least not by making them sing and dance. They're yeah. fucking good at it. I know. God bless. They'll show you society. And they show but you. I also wonder are there any like teachers around here for like They don't give monitor? a shit. Yeah, if some kid wants to go do some jumpy jacks on the stage, what the fuck do they care? They're eating their lunch. They're yeah, off. The I class. would think that kids aren't a lot on the stage during eating hours. But well, they have a song in their heart, David. <laughs> Stop trying to squash art, David. Listen, STEM, that's where it's at. I'm really uh, unclear on what kind of school this is, but perhaps it's some sort of performing arts school. <laughs> Might I feel well like be. if it was a performing arts school, Tina would have a bigger budget. She's not even in this, you guys. Oh my god, she's not. That's why I, I was know so it's good. like she lifts right out. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so up until this point, Lisa has been totally on board with the Rigmas and their cool parties and their tradition of hazing, and is like it's totally worth it to be a Rigma and you get to these cool parties. But apparently, making her friend Zach do jumping jacks in front of people is the line that they dare not cross, and her enthusiasm for this whole thing completely goes away as a result. That's a good line. Yeah. Jumping jack making? Yeah. I... They are all very upset at the Rigmas for humiliating Zack, but I feel like it just has made me like the Rigmas more. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Initially, I don't like the Rigmas, but once they start bullying Zach, suddenly I'm on board with Rigmas. I respect them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to the classroom, and apparently Mr. Belding is going to be teaching Miss Bliss's classes while Miss Bliss is filling in as principal. And it seems like Mr. Belding should probably be teaching Miss Bliss how to be a principal, but instead he's going to be in her classroom. Except like, he uh, doesn't know what homeroom is. How does a principal not know what homeroom is? So is that what Miss Bliss teaches, homeroom? Did we I solve mean, it? I mean, I think so. 
yeah. No, I think this is probably like how Austin and my middle school was. Yeah. Which is you had homeroom in the more like the first class of the day, and it was very short. Was homeroom? You just kind of show up, and they take your attendance. And yeah, they might show like you something check-in. on the TV. Yeah. You know, they'll give you like a. Um, that's where you'd get sort of like the school wide announcements of you mm-hmm. know, oh, you need to get this vaccine before this time. Oh, what? Or the school's going to be closed at this time, or things Fun like that. Fun stuff like that. And then after that, it's like ten to fifteen minutes. Then they dismiss you, and you actually go through your schedule of classes. But every there there aren't specific homeroom teachers. It's just like a science teacher will have his homeroom, yeah, and you know. Uh, Math teacher will have their homeroom, yeah. and it's just, you just get assigned to whoever you get assigned to. So, I think Miss Bliss just teaches homeroom, like, to start the day, and then she has the history class. Is that what she teaches? For we don't know. Like that. Yeah, or we like don't Social know studies or something like that. Drag king yeah. class. Now, that doesn't explain why Mr. Belding seems so confused about homeroom and what its function is, because you'd think the principal would at least be on top of that. Mr. Belldog has never been more incompetent than in the Miss Bliss years. He hasn't. He doesn't know shit. But do you guys like know. him better as a teacher? Or what about that one time when he was the student? Oh, he's much better as a student. He's been a teacher and he a did, bunch. Uh, he did hang out on the bed of one of his students in high school. So, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> shitty principle right there. So, hold on. So... One is that I like that there's an actual explanation, like this is still early enough. Yes! Like, Why don't we just have a regular substitute, they ask. I was literally typing, why isn't there a substitute, when he's like, there's actually a shortage on substitutes, so I have to fill in. I'm like, alright, you win this round, show. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they bothered. But I also really liked the um, just the presence of Belding in the room was, I thought, very uh, real. Like, I just said it's kind of awkward. Cause Belding, how he, like, lingers in the doorway, and Nikki has to tell him to come in the classroom. Just said how he doesn't really know how to talk to the students, and that yeah. there's this wariness among them that, like, your principal is all of a sudden teaching. It's like the highest authority in your school yeah. is now your uh, acting teacher, and his sort of inability to communicate well with them, it just felt very true. But my only problem is most principals start off as teachers, so he shouldn't be this bad at it. Uh, but he would be sort of detached. I think, I don't know, it makes sense to me. Yeah. His his role as a principal in this series is realistic. In this specific Good Morning Miss Bliss series. In Good Morning Miss Bliss, because yeah. as we yeah. have covered, once it gets to <laughs> Stay by the Bell, he basically does nothing a principal does and only does things a principal should not do. And of course, as Belding is wont to do here in class, he proceeds to get too personal with the kids and tell them about the time that he met his wife. Oh my god, could you believe it? He just started talking about how weird her pussy is. Yeah, Which I'm pretty sure is like the third or fourth time we've heard the How I Met Mrs. B story from across all the different series and whatnot. And what was it this time? They met at a Halloween party. And they tried to bob for apples and their retainers got hooked together. Yeah. And Mr. Belding put his scrotum in the box of apples. <laughs> yep. got him. But I guess it does. I guess they just mean like Save by the Bell pretty much never is able to like put a vibe out into a scene. Like there's never like a tone. It's just always the same, and you always just know how people feel because they're saying it or exaggerating mm-hmm. it. 
But this, like, the sort of weirdness of him being there, there's, like, sort of silence, and there's, like, a tone to the silence in the scene. And I don't feel like you ever experience that at any other point in the series. Right. I guess this is Belding coming to terms with hanging out with the kids. This is an awkward tryout. I will point out that, A, Zach shows up late. Yep. And, B, he's in a bathing suit. Yeah. Yep. And Mr. Belding does not care about either of those things. Nope. That's the next thing. Zach yeah. comes in and he's uh, carrying his towel and he's wearing his swimsuit because this is apparently a Rigma's thing. And, and yes, it all... And his little baby knocks are out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's too young for me to look at them tiny little buttons. <laughs> yeah. How much did you like it, though, Carol? Not much. You like you know, it. But I did just look at Mark Paul Gosler accidentally on Google. And did you guys know he's much older now? he's much older than he was in 1989 when this aired i did know that he has like permanent (laughs) lines in his forehead oh but ac slater has not aged not much not much at all his deal with the devil has held up yeah so then we do like kind of a weird little like spin the camera wipe thing and it's the end of class, and the kids are streaming out in the to the hallway, and and Belding is coming on too strong and trying to like fist pump them and shake their hands and stuff as they leave. Fucking Beldog. <laughs> and then the Rigma brothers come in. <laughs> Why isn't Belding kicking them out? They're clearly too old to be in this building. <laughs> they're powerful. This I think they're a, a higher. They're supposed club. to be in the building. I don't know. I think they're a higher authority than Belding. Yeah, I mean, that I could be. That. Yeah. They got to use his loudspeaker. <laughs> no one says shit when they disrupt class. The yeah. cool kids' school has higher they authority hate. than the principal of the lame kids' school. Yep. And then Zach's like, hey guys, you know my friends. And they're like, no, we don't. And then Miss Bliss does a little drive-by and kind of like the interrupting the fight between Screech and Deke kind of a thing, but then she just sort of laughs it all off, like, oh, boys will be boys when it comes to pledging. I had to eat live fish. Yeah. Do you think that Miss Bliss, that's where she got her taste for fish, and that's how she met Tina? So she had uh, sororities at her junior high, I guess. Apparently, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, she even says something like, you know, in college I had to, you know, eat live goldfish or whatever. Oh, I'm okay. like, yes, in college. In college why yeah. Why is this happening in middle school? Why are you letting college students poach your middle school <laughs> in for these people? So, ritual? how much scissoring do you think happened in this sorority? All of it. Lots. Talk about it Lots slower. of scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> Their legs entwined oh, and yeah. the feathers bumped. Moms to moms, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> David's going to need a few minutes, you guys. Uh, so then the Rigmas, after Miss Blizz leaves, the Rigmas offer Zach his coveted jacket, but they tell him that in order to wear it, he needs to cut ties with all of his friends because Rigmas only hang out with Rigmas. And that seems like the kind of thing Zach would have known already before he started pledging. But well, you'd also well, think he'd know who's in the Rigmas and who's not, but apparently he doesn't know that. But we'll get they that. go to a different yeah. school. How could he know? But then how do you yeah, know to begin with? I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. Then we go then we go to the office and Miss Bliss is dictating a letter to the drive by blonde. Yeah. Yeah. And Wait. Milo's there and he is like a hammer. Um, and her name is Tracy. Tracy. 
So we finally, yes. they finally, well, they gave her an inch. It still doesn't even say anything. Yeah, no, she just listens to Miss Bliss's letter. Do you think Miss Bliss scissored with Tracy now that she's principal? Yeah, yes. I think that's how she got the job. She's like, first of all, we're going to have to check your qualifications. <laughs> no, no, no. She was scissoring with Miss Bliss long before Bliss became the principal. Yeah, okay. she, so this isn't an abuse of power thing? No, no, okay. this is just continuing I feel a better about pre-existing that, relationship. Yeah. If we just agreed at the beginning of this whole series of podcasts... That all the women are always scissoring, <laughs> and all the all men the are all having butt sex. Then, no, it's only for power. Then the we would probably, our whole thing would be like a third as long. No, that's just clumsy. We are finding the real instances. We're not just hammering it in. Yeah. We're using a you, feather touch. You gotta warm up to it first. You know? Right. Milo is on hand, as mentioned, and he is very appreciative of the work that Miss Bliss is doing as a principal. He also mentions his men, which is another notch in the he is the head janitor uh, column. But yeah. we've also never seen his men, right? I, I still think it's uh, a they don't lie, have a They don't have a budget for lying that. about having men column. There's only like 15 students at this school. <laughs> right. And he also mentions Shorty Beeman, which was mentioned previously. Yeah, we've heard of him again. What was he? Yeah. Was he ugly? Did he not? No, no he's, he's short. He's a dwarf. He's short. But he didn't have, yeah. like, a neck. No, that's a different guy. No, he's a little person. Is he taller than No Neck Nedrick? Yes. No, he's shorter. He's shorter. Shorty Tiny. Beeman is short. <laughs> what about He's wait, probably wait, wait, shorter than Coach Tinyman. Is Shorty Beeman Coach Tinyman? Oh, my oh, God, definitely. Oh, we're through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> I'm so glad we watched every single episode of this show. And everyone made that connection. Me too, Ryan. Me too. And then Belding comes in and pouts because Miss Bliss is doing his well, job better than he does. Well, first, is this where we learn that she towed a blue Hugo or something? A, no, not yeah, yet. Yeah, a Hugo that was yeah, leaking Hugo. oil or something like that. Yeah. And also the crossing guard. Yeah, and then she's getting, like, flowers and candy from this woman who was sick of kids like littering her lawn or something yep. so yeah. so miss bliss moves a crossing guard across the street or something to keep an eye on the kids which all makes sense but this whole timeline of like this happens and she immediately gets flowers and candy yet this is all happening in a day you have to be proactive about flowers and candy david yeah david <laughs> have a little romance for once in your life mr no. 10 dates david has to wait for my flowers and candy you know my birthday Thank was like you. a couple of months ago yeah, all right. I'll I guess you it. could. I guess you could make a case that this is like a day later, maybe. I mean, we might as well. But that's still, but that's still I think a tough. They say turnaround. something at the end of Mister Belding's day that he's like, "What a day" or something. I don't know. No, yeah. because he comes in in this scene and says all this stuff, and she's like, "You've only taught Homer." Like, yeah, it's only like we're only like two hours into <laughs> the first day. Oh yeah, it's a good point. Thank you. Yeah, timeline is all kinds of screwy. I'm out of here. Uh, I don't, and I'm out of fuck. Yeah, so then we go back to the cafeteria, and while the Rigmas previously have not been on hand to verify that Zack does what they tell him to do, mm-hmm. now they're in the cafeteria to watch him be mean to his friends. Yeah. They this gotta is see the, the show they want. Right. So the first thing he does is points out to a girl that likes Mikey about how much Mikey likes her. And then Mikey doesn't help his cause by making a bigger scene in running off in tears than if he had just played it cool. Well, girls love it when you do that. Yeah. 
when, when you like get so mad that you can't even get out of your chair right and then storm off you throw your food down and just storm away so mikey still in love with caitlin over here zach hey caitlin this guy's got the hots for you go on ask her out Crying and running. I want to know her opinion. Like, she was into Mikey. Do we know this? We never we find don't out. know. Noah's into yeah. Mikey. We're so close to forgetting about him. <laughs> Do you think Mikey goes and commits suicide? And that's why we never see him again? Yes. <laughs> then Zach threatens to tell Lisa's parents that she wears makeup, which continuity. That's true. Yeah, that is continuity, although I will point out he doesn't actually do it, although he does, apparently. No, he calls 555-3190. Well, he just mentions that he knows her number, and he knows what her parents, what she doesn't want her parents to know. Yeah. And then she gets upset, but then you're like, but he didn't actually do it. And no, he, he does, because Lisa intercepts the, the message. Well, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, wait. sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. And I'm saying... She storms out, and so his job is done. Why does he actually follow through on this? Like, just to be a, an extra dick? I have that later down where I'm like, why did he actually call them? Yeah. Because he's got a big-ass phone. That's true. <laughs> you gotta make the calls when you got a big-ass phone. He really wants to be a Rigby, you guys. Yeah. He, and he, then Rigma. He's all about the follow-through, right? Yeah. He really wants to be an Eleanor Rigby. Oh, right? Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, he's and tired then... of being one of the lonely people. <laughs> so then he's... <laughs> So then he smashes a piece of pie in Nikki's face, which awesome. really isn't that big a deal, you guys. Oh, I'm oh, you ever had it, Austin? What? A pie I'm just in saying. Face. Have you ever had a, a pie in the face? Listen, if you're at school and somebody randomly pies you, you're going to be pissed at that person. I would just go into it mouth open. If you knew about it, you wouldn't be so graceful if it actually happened upon you. Try me. Okay. I'd rather that than they blow my cover with something my parents are going to be mad about. Sure, it's, it's, I suppose if you're given a choice, but neither are really. <laughs> that yeah, no, I'm not saying it's like a pleasant thing. Anyway. <laughs> I, I would like it if it's someone a, shoved a pie into my face. I'm going to take you up on that one day, Ryan. Can't wait, maybe girl. not today, maybe and maybe mo- not tomorrow, but soon, and you'll eat it in two seconds. Maybe for my birthday. And I guess yeah. there's the, it's a dick move, and it's not like it's correctable, like you can wash off and stuff, but it's the fact that your friend would do it to you just to be an asshole, yeah. and that's going to affect you. I don't know, that's going to piss you off. You're not going to like that person anymore. And then he basically just gets honest with Screech. Oh, listen, I'm allergic to meringue. Could you just hit me with a plate? Just get out of here. I thought we were friends. We are. Look, why would I be friends with a nothing like you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he calls him a nothing, and we can all agree on that. This was the best part, you guys. Oh, yeah. The whole series. <laughs> Even though, even though, did you notice that what he did to Screech seems to hurt Zack the most? Mm, yeah. I wanted like, to say... Like, he seems to feel the worst about what he does to Screech. I wanted to talk about that, too. Because in the later episodes, the Staple series, we get that they've been, like, best friends forever, and they have this close relationship. But in the Miss Bliss episode, you really get this tone that he's not even really friends with them at all. And he's just this weird kid in the class. And it's only in this episode that we get the same kind of friendship between Zack and Screech that we come to know later. Yeah. But everything we've seen up to this point will lead us to believe that they're not even really friends. I agree. And then, uh, then he gets his jacket. 
and yeah. we get a little like kind of sad outro music. How much do you guys think these jackets cost? And, uh, I want jackets. Why don't we all have the same jacket? We did the podcast together. Don't I get a jacket? Hey, you guys, I need to tell you something. Do you have jackets? I've been invited to the Beta Kappa podcast. Whoa, that sounds really cool. Carol, I called your mom. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. That must have been. I told I told her about how you never wear makeup. <laughs> Austin, you're a poo poo doo doo face. I agree <gasps> and David, I'm gonna push you down some stairs next time I see you. <laughs> Peace out. David, did you not watch the episode? You know exactly how much these jackets cost. Four friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's very expensive. Also, couldn't Zach have staged all of this for the Rigmas? Totally. Like, just went up to his friends and been like, look, the Rigmas say I can't be friends with you, but I still want to be friends with you, but I also want to be a Rigma, so I'm going to pretend to break up with you and play along, and I'll bring you to the parties or something. Yeah, but would that still piss you off as, like, a friend, that your friend is choosing these other people who don't want you to be friends with you? Yeah, I suppose. So, let's see. We go back to the classroom, and Belding is trying to teach, but everyone's too pissed off at Zach. Belding pulls a move that I always like to pull when I start a class, where I go, <clears throat> I'm ready to teach now. <laughs> he also does the, uh, he has his, his prepared remarks on note cards, and he does the like, hello, I am Mr. Card Flip Belding. Yeah, you know, like, Belding. I did like this. Like, yeah, fucking <laughs> note cards are awesome. <laughs> you can do anything. Note cards. <laughs> you can do anything. And then Zach asks Screech if he wants to get a burger after school, and it and it strikes me as odd when I thought about it, because like you have lunch, and then you're gonna have dinner with your family, presumably. Are you gonna are burger and fries really what you need right after school? David, they get a burger after school in every fucking episode <laughs> of the show, and you're just now thinking it's this weird. This is the only reason Ryan wanted to review this series. True. <laughs> also, David, I would love to have a post-lunch, pre-dinner burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Wait, especially you don't if do I that? had the meta- especially if I had the metabolism of a teenager. Oh my god! And then, like, go to school shirtless with your whole torso out the next day, mm-hmm. and your tiny nups. Yeah, tiny baby nipples. I should be able to see a boy's nipple until he's, like, 17 years old. (laughs) I also love uh, Mr. Belding asks, they do, like, historical word association, I guess. Yeah, this is the part of the class where she's like, name shit. (laughs) (laughs) So sick of this class. (laughs) And then he drops him, and he's like, keep them in order. And I'm like, what for? They're all, like, separate lists. It doesn't matter. It's all, yeah, it's all totally random. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, so basically everyone starts throwing shade at Zach, and then they try to steal his precious, precious jacket, and Belding ends up sending the entire class to the principal's office. He's waka so waka. ineffectual that all he can do is give them the Miss Bliss. Yeah, but why is he sending the nobodies to... The nobodies laughed, David. They laughed at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like all the extras also have to yeah. go, even though, yeah. Even though they're not a part of anything, and everyone knows it, and they don't matter. That's true. I don't know if you guys caught this because it was a very um, sophisticated narrative bridge, but as we go to commercial break, Belding sort of like uh, herding them into the hallway to go to the principal's office, and Zach, I think it's Zach, is like, okay, okay, which I thought was a really weird kind of low energy cut to commercial. 
But then when it comes back on, we're in the principal's office with Miss Bliss, and she says, okay. Sure glad I don't have to handle this one. <laughs> Let's go. Single file. Okay, okay. See, it was like the okays ah, connected. It's like they carried yeah. it over the, mm-hmm. the commercials. Yeah, it's like a pass the baton. And so does Belding have a standing desk as principal, like in that weird open room? I don't, I feel like that's not his desk. I feel like they're out there because they can't all fit in his office. But we never, but that's where she's working from. And when we do yeah. see him working, he's always answering the phone and shit. We've only ever seen this room. I think he just stands behind that. He has a standing desk. Yeah, it could be. So Miss Bliss tries to get the story straight, and then once she does, she kicks out everyone but Zach, which also kind of reinforces David's question of why Belding sent the entire class down there in the first place. And it reinforces rape culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's basically like, well, if you want to wear the jacket, you have to pay the price. And Miss Bliss is like, oh, yeah, well, that jacket cost you four friends. Yeah, she doesn't really care, this... though, right? Like... No, she really doesn't. She's like, whatever. This is where we find out that Lisa managed to race home and delete the message that Zach left her parents, which, as David said, why did you leave that message? Yeah. Do you guys remember those tiny little cassettes that you see <laughs> That the was answer on, on answering machines? Yeah. yeah. Those were the days, guys. Put that tiny cassette in your giant cell phone, you could talk those all day. Those were adorable. Day. That's how we should record our show. We do. Yes. <laughs> no, we used the talk boy from oh, Home Alone 2. Hi, kids, I'm home early. <laughs> that was like the ultimate, like, everyone saw it in a movie and was like, oh my god, I want one of those. And then it fucking sucked. And then it came out, like, one kid got it, and everyone was like, oh, wait, no, it sucks. It was a really effective <laughs> campaign. It was. And also we learn in this scene that Zach's parents are number four on Belding's speed dial. Yep. I know, so uh, I think that is for fucking, you guys. No, it goes, phone sex, Pizza, Miss Bliss, Zach's parents. Yeah. And they're all for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd fuck a pizza right now. Do you think Mr. Belding has fucked one or both of Zach's dads? No. Or like he's just been there when they're like no, Eiffel Tower. he didn't know what his dad looked like. That's right. Yeah. But it's from the waist up, you know. You Try to keep that, up, Carol. Do you think that <laughs> Belding didn't know who Zach's dad was in that later episode because it was a different man. (laughs) (laughs) And then the first man, he'd never seen his face. You you know, he'd only seen his balls and you can't really tell. You can tell a lot by a man's balls. Absolutely. That's what Sherlock always says. (laughs) So we're back at Miss Bliss's classroom and Miss Bliss is trying to cheer at Mr. Belding and I it turns hate out that she has to do the emotional labor of taking care of Mr. Belding's fucking mopey ass because yeah. she's better at his job. Fuck you, Bell Dog. And then it turns out that the reason she's been such an awesome principal is because she's been gaming the system and not doing it right because Belding couldn't be fucking bothered to tell her how to do it correctly in the first she place. She hasn't been getting approval from the board of directors, which apparently she didn't know, which it sounds like something that Mr. Belding should have told her. But also, it also Belding... sounds like if you work in a school and you want to get anything done, you have to just do shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, Belding legitimately needs board of education approval for, like, 
minor details like towing a car or moving a crossing guard up a block or something. Well, the towing of the car was considered something else. Like, well, that was Belding's car. Well, yeah, yeah. the joke turns out to be that it that the broken down Yugo was Belding's car. But then the lady who wants the crossing guard to change, she doesn't want kids littering on her yard. But yeah. then she wants some other weird arbitrary thing. Yeah, the like, crossing guard's uniform was clashing with her, like, flowers or something. Right, because it's totally understandable that she wouldn't want kids littering on her yard. I know. And then it's just like, oh no, it's just some crazy lady who lives across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, to Austin's point, uh, I think the crossing guard thing was okay, and I think the towing was okay. But... Mr. Belding was just incompetent on the crossing guard thing because the whole thing blows up in Mrs. Miss Bliss's face just because of the whole clashing thing, which no one would have predicted. I think Belding right. just knows to just ignore that lady. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Yugo was Mr. Belding's car, which is just weird to me because you'd think other teachers would know who the principal's car is. Or, you know, like, if his car broke down and had to be in the parking lot for that extended period of time, you'd think people would know. And you think that's why my like you think Milo would know that it's his yeah. car. Yeah, you think Milo at the very least would be aware of it. So yeah. I think Milo dropped the ball on that one. Or maybe Milo just hates Mr. Belding and so he was like, <laughs> probably true. I think that, yeah. Also earlier when Milo is all grateful to Ms. he thanks Miss Bliss and Belling's all butthurt about it, all she says is like, We'll figure it out later. Like she yeah. just placates him. She doesn't even resolve his issue. She's just like, Oh, we'll talk about it later. And it's like that's all you have to do. Yeah, uh, that's the. I mean, that's the end of this plot line. Yeah. So we go back to the cafeteria, and Zach has decided that he wants to be with his friends more than with the Rigmas. But they're basically like, "Get the fuck out of here! I don't really care. We we choose nothing over you." Yep. And Screech is like, "Thanks." Mm. Yep. Well, and then, <laughs> and and I guess it's it's worth. It's worth pointing out that Zach makes this decision before what happens next. Right. Which yeah. is which is that the two Rigma douches come over and spill the beans that they are Rigma pledges and their hazing was convincing an eighth grader that he was pledging the Rigmas. Which I would have been really surprised by if I hadn't read the Netflix summary of the episode. <laughs> oh shit, Netflix failed you. Way to go, Netflix. So it turns out after all of that, Zach was never pledging at all. But then again, how did these other how did the other Rigmas know these Rigmas were actually pledging somebody? Right? Couldn't these two have just gone back to their pledge master and been like, "Yeah, we totally did what you told us to do." Yeah, and well, s- do they go to the same school? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and secondly, maybe they should have spilled the beans on this before deciding to purchase a jacket for Zach. Yeah, he still gets a jacket. Also, why does this happening make the other kids feel bad for him? Yeah, he's still a shithead. Yeah, they they try to draw a line between, like, they basically try to say, like, now you know how we felt. But it's not really the same scenario. I guess the general idea of, like, you thought someone was your friend and then they tr- did something bad to you, but he didn't really think the Rigmas were his friends. I don't know. Yeah, don't and like they weren't moment. long-time friends, and he was still a dick yeah. to them, you know? I don't know. Right. I really like this moment before everybody comes back to Zach for being sad when they just hate him. Mm-hmm. It's like Mikey and Nikki just gonna tell him he's nothing and he's zero, and that's like, I think 
their last character moment for me. We'll see what they do in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably right, Carol. It's probably their 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 grace note there. That's how I'm gonna remember them in sepia tone. And then uh, the two Rigmas they they write themselves off stage <laughs> with uh with a line after tonight. That's right. There's gonna be a fight. Is probably the line that I most associate oh. with this series. Oh yeah. Which is Rigmas together forever, Trevor. Rigmas together. Forever, Trevor. I didn't wow. remember that at all. Yeah, me neither, dude. You I don't have it. <laughs> I don't know if I remember anything about this episode, to be honest. Was one of them a Trevor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were Rick and Trevor. Cool. David, did you did this did this re bring anything back for you when you watched it? I started to remember a little bit of it. I remember when I saw the very end scene. I remember that part for sure. Yeah. Which is stupid. Zach. Than everything. Yeah. And Zach talks a little bit here about how, like, he just wants to be cool and it's not enough to be friends with his friends. He wants, like, the <laughs> other guys to like him. And I feel like the, his friends should be like, oh, and then just leave him again. <laughs> right? So like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. And this is, like, this is the same thing, like, Screech talked in an earlier episode about, like, can I tell the other guys that you said I was cool or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm like, who are these other guys that yeah. they're so worried about impressing? this is what leads to Zach starting to talk to the audience all the time? Like, we're the other guys? Are we the other? Yeah. Oh. breaks here. Something in him breaks. This is the first or last time that he's not actually cool. How much did I totally blow you guys' minds? Pretty, pretty much. Like, Three. it... Pew. <laughs> I mean, it was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so long story short, his friends erroneously welcome him back, and he proceeds to stuff his Rigma's jacket in the trash. Which is, I don't think, has the symbolic weight they want it to have, because he's know, not a Rigma. Like, it's not right. like he's throwing away his Rigma-ness, <laughs> or like he's leaving the Rigmas. He never was a Rigma, so... Hey. That they jacket gave a group nothing. thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So and like all of them are like, "Yeah, way to like shove it to the rigmas," but it's never rig. I don't shove it to the rigmas. And it's a perfectly nice jacket. And why I feel they like they should have kept it. Jacket, you guys were not. I feel like they should have kept the jacket and used it to infiltrate rigma parties. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean, what the? Are. How the fuck do the other rigmas even know who Zach is at this point? How many rigmas are there? <laughs> Possibly very few. <laughs> well, there's Riggy the Rigma. Yeah. Rig Dog. Rig Dog. Ridger Howard. Rigalicious. The Riggler. Wrigley. Wrigley Fields. Fields. Wrigley Spearmint Gum. Rigma Dick. Ragu. But I like that. I like any story that ends with a group thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's Until almost as good one. as a story that ends with a group high five. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn, what did you learn from oh, this fuck. tale of popularity and snazzy jackets and incompetent <laughs> principles? Like literally barely anything. But <laughs> also I learned that all the women in Saved by the Bell of Scissors, all the men <laughs> in Saved by the Bell of Buttfuck, yep. and you can tell a lot about a man. By his scrotum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During fucking. David, what did you learn? I learned that high school fraternities are a thing. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the episode taught me. I don't know. I, Am I going to doubt look, TV, my true parents? Let's be clear. We're not even We're not even sure this is a high school fraternity. <laughs> we're also not sure if they didn't just invent this whole thing out of, this whole concept out of whole cloth. Uh, Ryan, what did you learn? I learned that jumping jacks are the breaking point. Uh, I also learned from Carol that you can do anything with note cards, <laughs> but what I didn't learn is what a rigma is. Just don't really understand the premise of this episode. I think I know less about it now than I did when we started. Uh, and I learned that one of those snazzy nylon jackets from the 80s costs approximately four friends. Well, three friends and a screech. Three friends and a screech, oh. yeah. When are we getting team jackets, you guys? We're getting capes, Carol. We talked about this. Well, yeah, we say saved by the bell reviewed capes. When you finish getting them made for us, I want <laughs> I want team members only jackets. I would be crazy. Yeah. Uh David, where can we find you online? You can find me at Dr. Bits on Twitter and the real gentleman of Carol, if I wanted to buy a cape from you, how would I go about doing that? Uh, first of all, you give me a very secret handshake on an undisclosed park bench. Mm. And then later on, we connect through the internet. And you may find me at www.carolynmain.com. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N. Like the street. Carolyn Main on Twitter. Carolyn Main on Facebook. An artist page and a friend page. I don't care who either. And Ryan, if a principal wanted to tap you to be their substitute, how might they reach you? I wish those principals would stop tapping me. I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S verynice.com. It's also my Twitter handle. I said something funny on Twitter today. You can look for it. It's a month old as of this recording. And was it my fart? Instagram, it said farts. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Uh, as for me, you can come shove pie in my face on Twitter at Austin Gorton, <laughs> and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for the show, uh, we are saved by the bell reviewed at gmail.com for emails, sbtbreviewed. Uh, com is our Tumblr page where you can download all of our episodes. Uh, we are also on Facebook and Twitter and all of those good things. And you can send us money via Indiegogo if that is uh, what you'd like to do. Also, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We haven't mentioned that recently, but uh, it is the best way to ensure that more people find us if you leave us uh reviews and ratings on iTunes and you can also find us on Google Play and Stitcher and Podbean and the like. So for Save by the Bell reviewed, I am Austin Gorton reminding you that if you want to wear the jacket, you have to pay the price. Jacket of cubes.